0: You're listening to a message from Heritage Christian Fellowship in San Clemente, California. For more information, go to heritagesc.org. This morning, I wanted to talk about camp a little bit. And I wanted to share a little bit of my personal story with camp and how I ca- conquered something called the camp cycle. Okay, so is that okay, everybody? Can I share you? Okay, cool, so like I said earlier, this is the last day of camp here, so I want everybody to get rowdy with me, and it's gonna be a little interactive. So buckle your seatbelts, we're gonna get loud. Can I, everyone hear, can I hear everyone just shout real quick? Give it a loud. <laughs> okay, that's good, I love it. Okay, so like I said, my name is Crystal, And I have been coming to this church here at Heritage for a while. And I grew up in the church. I have an amazing family. I grew up going to the church. And I grew up going to VBSs, which are vacation Bible schools, which are for elementary kids to encounter the Lord. And it's a camp for kids. And then going into middle school and high school, I went to youth camps and youth conferences. And every single—I remember the first time I went to a VBS, the first time I encountered the Lord— I gave my life to Jesus, and I was about 10 years old, and I was with my cousin Hannah. And it was very memorable because uh, when we gave our life to the Lord, they had this, this thing I would never seen before. So when you gave your life to Jesus, they had an opportunity where you could actually, they had a Lamb's Book of Life there, and you could, like, write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. It was very interesting, and I'll never forget it. So I remember at 10, I gave my life to Jesus, and I fell in love with him. And then I would go to all these other camps because I was like, okay, these are cool. So I'd go to these camps, and I would counter God. And I think at every single one of these camps, I gave my life to Jesus over and over and over and over again. But I, I started to notice there was a problem, though, because I was encountering Jesus at these camps. I was like, yeah, so fired up. And then I come home, and it fades. And I go back to school, go back to my friends, get back to my reality, and it wasn't sustainable, and I was losing touch with my relationship with God. And so, I I noticed there was this problem, and towards the end of my high school career, I, I was getting very confused. I was like, God, why am I encountering you and rededicating my life to Jesus all these times, but not actually having a personal relationship with you? There was a problem, and thus this camp cycle began, and towards the end of my high school experience... I was getting over it. I was like, is this even real? Was that all just hype? God, are you real? I started to doubt him. I was in that wilderness period. So I wanna share with you guys how I crushed the camp cycle. (laughs) Okay, so this is where I'm gonna need your guys' help. So I have four things that I wanted to share this morning that crushed the camp cycle, that got me out of it, and now I'm standing here today in love with Jesus, free from sin, and now serving at this amazing church with these awesome kids. So let me pray real quick before I get into it. Can everyone just bow their heads for me? We'll invite the Lord. So Lord, we love you. And Lord, I thank you for your presence that's here in this room, Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity to share your word this morning. And Lord, I just thank you for um, what you've done in these kids' lives during camp. And Lord, I just pray for every heart here in this room that I would be open to hearing your word. And Lord, would you speak through me right now in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. Okay, so when I make each point, I want everybody to shout it out. We we had this message at youth group last week before we went to camp, so these kids know what they're about to hear. So the first point that I the first of the four things that crushed the camp cycle was encounter. Can everyone scream encounter? Yes, okay, so encounter, encountering Jesus, and that was what's actually happening at each of these camps. camps. I was experiencing the presence of God, encountering him at every single one of these camps, and I remember the most radical encounter that I personally had was at a youth trip at this church, and we called it Road Trip because it was a road trip, and we went up all the way to Northern California with our old youth pastor, Toby Ray, and I remember the very last night, I was marked by the Holy Spirit, and I had never felt the power of God so strong in my life. And I it was so powerful, I couldn't, I I fell on my knees and my face was on the ground. And in that moment, God marked me and He said, She's mine. And so I'm standing here today. And after that moment, I came home. And I, I was actually in my first year at college at Biola, and I was lost, and I was, like, confused. And uh, I knew I had to take it seriously. I'm like, okay, I'm not getting this cycle again. I'm not doing it. So what I did was I did some research. And where, where did I do my research? I went to the Bible. The Bible. Awesome. You guys are doing great. So I did my research, and I saw, yes, I encountered God. I tasted and saw that the Lord was good, but there was something that I wasn't doing, and the second thing, and I want you guys to scream it out, was surrender. Surrender! Yes! So the the area I was getting stuck in is I wasn't letting go of my life. I was holding on to the things that I love so much. I was holding on to the friends that were holding me back, Um, and my relationship with God was actually all about me. And it was a one-sided relationship. And I don't know if you guys have ever been in a one-sided relationship. It doesn't work. It's unsustainable and eventually will fail. So in my relationship with God, I was asking for things for me all the time. It's all about me. I want to be encountered. But I wasn't giving him anything in return. And so I realized that I actually had to die. I had to die to my old self. And when I was doing that research in the Word... Galatians 2:20 changed my life. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Can we just shout out to the Lord? Thank you Jesus. It's amazing. And so I had to let go of everything that I was holding so dear to me. I had to let go of all the past experiences that, sh- that shaped who I was because that no longer shaped who I was. I had to let go of my sin. I had to let go of my habits. I let- had to let go of what I watched, what I listened to, what I wore, everything. I had to let go of it, die to it, and step in to this new life in Christ. And this is something that we actually are called to do every single day. We have to take up our cross daily. Matthew 16, 24 says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So what was the first one? Can we do a little recap? Encounter. What was the second one? Okay, and the third which I love. I mean, they're all amazing, but this one I really, really love. It's new identity. So stepping in to that new identity that Christ has called us to be. And Colossians 3.3 says, For you died to this life, and your real life, our true identity, is hidden with Christ in God. So everything I'd done, I experienced, is no longer a part of who I am. And the person you see today is a different person. Holla, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) And I discovered what my true identity is. Can I tell you what my true identity is? Can I tell you who I am? Okay, I will. I am his beloved. I am his daughter. I am his servant. And I'm his friend. That's who I am. So nice to meet you guys. <laughs> I want to talk about who you guys are later too. So like I said earlier, I had to do my research and I had to immerse myself in the word. I had to be surrounded by a community of people who would tell me these things, tell me who I am, uplift me in my relationship with God. I had to be mentored. I had to be shaped. I, I chose to serve here at this church. And through all of those things, I'm here today and I'm, I am those things that I just told you. And so to end the story, so went to camp, encountered ex- God, learned how to surrender those things to Jesus, and I discovered my, ni- my new identity. But now what? Now everyday life comes, day-to-day, normal, we live in the world. What do we do? And this is the key. This is like another one of the favorites. They're all amazing. But the key that I found that it changed my life, day-to-day, was abide. It's to abide in Christ. And so what does that even mean? John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. That's a heavy verse. So how do we, what does that even mean? How do we abide in Christ? Well, he tells us in John 15, 10. Um, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So he said the answer is to keep his commandments. And what is the greatest commandment that Jesus has given us? And I want Christian to shout this one out because I know you know this. What is the greatest, greatest commandment that Jesus gave us? I want you to say it one more time, but scream it so loud! What? What? Love God your heart yes, yes. Jesus says the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Yeah. So the answer is to love God. That's how we abide in Him. And so when you're in love with someone, when you love. What do you do? You actually love them. You fall in love with the person. So you love God, right? You make a public commitment to the people you love. Um, that's when you get married, right? And we make a, we're going to make a public commitment to Jesus with baptism today. It's beautiful. Yeah. And when, you love, when you're in love with someone, you spend quality time with them, right? Right? And you get to know them. And that's we spend quiet time with the Lord. We spend time with him every day because we love him, not because we have to. Um, We communicate with the people we love. We pray to the Lord. We talk to him. We depend on him. Uh, We learn about the people we love, right? We get to know their character, their stories, their past, their present. We get to really know them. That's why we read the word. We get to know about Jesus. We get to know about what he did for us. And get to know all the cool, awesome things that he went through. It's amazing. Um, and we serve the people we love. Not because we have to. Not because they told us to. But because we love them. That's why we serve the Lord. We're not here because we have to. We're not here because it looks good. We're here because we just love the Lord. That's it. It's simple. And then we talk about the people we love, Right? I, I love Josh, and I talk about him all the time. <laughs> and so we talk about Jesus. We share the gospel, right? We tell people, he, look what he did for me. I love him so much, and you just want to shout it from the mountaintops. <laughs> um, and the last thing is we have fun with the people we love, right? We go to camp. We have a blast. We have fellowship with one another. We have fellowship with God and his people and the body. It's amazing, so these are some of the ways that I found how to abide in Christ. And there are many, many more. So I would encourage you to dive into the Bible. Find more ways we can abide in Christ. Um, so can we do a quick recap? Is that okay? Okay, what was the first one? I know you guys can do louder than that. What was the second one? Okay, okay, we can get a little louder. What was the third? And then the fourth. And I want you guys to scream this one. Yes. Can you guys give yourselves a hand? That's amazing. So as I wrap up, and if Steve and the band want to come on up, uh, I'm going to close real quick. So between the second and third, between surrender and new identity, was baptism. And we're about to watch a couple people today Make that public declaration to the Lord. And so Acts two thirty eight says, Peter told us, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So now is the time a couple of us are gonna make a public declaration to Jesus. And when we are Under the water, when some of us are going to get baptized, and when they get submerged under the water, their old self is going to die. It's going to go. And when they come out of the water, the Lord says that they are a new creation. They are new. And they are claiming that new identity, right? It's amazing. And so um, we're going to witness that happen. So if you are getting baptized... Would you please come over there, kind of to the corner in this right, your left area of the stage? Um, And also, if you have given your life to Jesus and you have never been baptized, if you've never made that public declaration to the Lord, there's no better time than this. Your clothes will dry. We have towels. We have T-shirts. You can get baptized this morning. It's not to. this is a perfect time to do it. So if you feel a tugging on your heart, come up. We have t-shirts, we have towels. And get baptized and make that public declaration and let your old self die and claim your new life. Live in that new life that Jesus has already given you. So I'm gonna close in prayer. And we're going to get this party started. And when people get baptized, let's rejoice. Let's rejoice like we're at a party, right? This is a big, big deal. So let me pray real quick, and then we're going to get this party started, all right? Okay, cool. Lord, thank you, Jesus, that we are about to witness a remarkable thing we are about to witness these kids give their lives to Jesus fully and make that public declaration to you. So Lord, would you just seal them with the Holy Spirit? And Lord, just bless them, Jesus, and let this be a moment if they're in their lives that they will be marked forever, Lord. And we thank you for what you've done, Jesus. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. We hope you tune in next week. For more information, go to heritagesc.org.